The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Martin and Lindsay from Jammy Digital about using your blog and leveraging Google to build a whopper of an email list. Very excited about that. Before we get into that conversation, though, we've just put together something really cool for you, and it is free as well. It's cool and it's free. See, you want to make more sales from your email marketing. That's why you're listening to this show. It doesn't take Kennedy, the mind reader, to figure that out. But you can't make sales if nobody is clicking on the links in your emails. And that's why we put together 12 really creative ways to get more clicks in every email you send from the next email you send, in fact, in a new download that we're calling Click Tricks. It's totally yours free as a listener to this podcast today all you have to do is head over to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash tricks he's considering getting a puppy it's comedy hypnotist robert temple and he spent four hours on saturday building a barbecue it's psychological mind reader kennedy doesn't that classify as manual labor it does manual labor barbecuing i had i had i had my screwdriver out So, um, a puppy, eh? What kind of puppy are you thinking about? Either a, either a cockapoo or a cavapoo, I think. Oh, that's what you'll be dealing with for the next couple of weeks anyway. A load of poo. Everywhere. Puppy poo. Call them loads of poos, shouldn't they? That would be a, must be a much better name. Loads of poo. Lo- loads of poos. I've got a little uh, lab- a Labrador poodle. Could be called a low lo- load of poo, maybe. <laughs> anyway, hello. <laughs> we are a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who who actually are here every week to give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero inside of your business which basically means you make more sales more predictably in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing wednesday rob happy email marketing well, wednesday to you rob by the way i've gotten so pissed off with this email marketing wednesday thing i've started my own day in revolt right so if you go to, if you go to instagram i didn't tell kennedy about this if you go to our instagram at rob and kennedy which you should uh, go and follow, by the way, because we're posting on there a lot more now. I've uh, started, started Psychological Sundays, uh, which is a Psychology Sundays, I mean. Uh, hashtag you don't even know the frigging name of it. You haven't even established it. It's called uh, Wibbly Waddly Wibbly Wobbly Saturday. Art on a Sunday. You've got to spell, got to spell Sunday, uh, psychological with an <laughs> S, though, otherwise it doesn't work. Psychological Sunday. Are you going to spell uh, Sunday with an S as well? Is that what you're going to do? Sunday with an S as well, <laughs> just to be different, yeah. So you should go and check me out. Ignore him and his email marketing Wednesday. Come and check me out on Psychological Sundays. This Sunday and every Sunday, until I forget, on Instagram. <laughs> I want to see if he makes two weeks in a row. That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so you don't miss an episode of the email marketing show. And then take a photograph as well as you're listening to this or a screenshot or a selfie or something and post it on Instagram and tag us at Robin Kennedy. 
Yes, we're all about the reels at the minute. We're doing fun things on reels, trying to find our little feet with that. So come and give us a little bit of love and support. We'll love that. Anyway, we also thought we'd tell you why so many people are switching to Keep for their email marketing automation. You see, we've been using Keep as our email marketing automation platform of choice for more than 12 years each. And we actually got four accounts between us because it allows you to manage your contacts, build amazing email automations, and run your whole marketing and sales system in one place. And with their new swanky user interface, it's really intuitive. And to get you started even faster, when you take your free trial of Keep through our special link, you're also going to get our subscriber re-engagement campaign and our overcoming sales objections campaign that we call the interrogator pre-installed and set up for you in your account along with a whole bunch of training on each of them to help you get things working even faster. To get all of that, Go and take a free trial over at emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash keep today. So, Rob, we've got Martin and Lindsay in the wings. One of these three things is true about these wonderful humans. And just full disclosure, two of these things have made up and are not true. So, which one of these things is true? Martin and Lindsay, straight poker faces, please. Did Lindsay break her arm on a shopping trolley while she was drunk? Did they meet in the queue of the Peter Pan ride in Disneyland Paris? Or is one of Lindsay's favourite passwords that she used to use all the time, I prefer Marge? I am not even going to show my working out on this one. I'm just going to go straight for the answer. I think they met at the Peter Pan ride queue at Disneyland Paris. Martin and Lindsay, which one's true? Uh, The first one. Oh, it wasn't the Peter Pan ride. (laughs) <laughs> I did bring my arm in a shopping trolley. <laughs> yeah, and that's not the only place she's broken her arms no, either. No, oh. I had to just go around places breaking my arms. Yeah, what was it the Dodgem's car? Yeah, also, yeah. What yeah, about the Peter Pan ride? Have you broken your arm at the Peter Pan ride in Disney? <laughs> no, that would be Damn good. It. No, that wouldn't yeah. be that's good. No, I wouldn't. For the future. <laughs> It's she great. Nearly, she nearly broke her arm on the um, on the mummy ride in in uh, Florida. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty rough and ready. Yeah, but yeah, well, at least there'd be lots of bandages on the mummy ride, I guess, to sort of fix your arm. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, you folks are really awesome when it comes to like content and stuff like that. I mean, if anybody's not read your book, Content Fortress, they should absolutely go and do that right now. It changed the way that I personally think about what I kind of thought beforehand was kind of a load of old bollocks when it comes to do with content marketing and then i read your book and i was like oh flip and heck it actually makes sense so before we get into like giving some tactics out the reason we've asked you folks on is because you changed the way we do content and that's what we thought well let's share that with the listeners right so here's the crack in oh, fact well, well yeah it's true in Aww. fact rob do you want to tell you us guys <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we, we've been doing this podcast for ages now. And then before that, we did our other podcast, which got to 100 episodes. And so, like, we've done podcasting a lot. And so we've always sort of played with what podcast show notes should look like. So they've, And we've taken a few different approaches. We've had bullet-pointed breakdowns of everything we talked about, which is obviously a quick skim read in less than a minute. We've had teasy ones that are, like, copywritten so that people can, like, read the bullet points and it just makes them want to go and listen to the episode even more. And then quite recently, we just thought, well, 
a while ago. We just thought, wouldn't it be better if people could choose to effectively read the podcast episode instead of having to listen to it if they are on the move somewhere where listening isn't appropriate? Maybe they just don't like listening to podcasts. There's so many podcasts to listen to. Maybe they can't fit them all in, but they could have a quick skim read of a, of a blog article. And so we turned these show notes, again, under your sort of uh, guidance, we turned these show notes into full written articles, which means people can either listen to or read the email marketing show. Nice. Listeners, listeners to this right now, if you didn't know that, go and check it out at emailmarketingheroes.com and you'll see what we're talking about. And so even if we took the podcast episode embedded player thing out of the blog post, the thing would still be good. And what we've obviously noticed is a rise in traffic from the search engines. We've noticed that we're getting more people coming and opting in. And those people are coming and opting in because one of the problems with podcasts, of course, is it's not massively discoverable. Um, if you go and search email marketing, there's a good chance you'll find hours. But apart from that, it's, it's quite difficult to do. Yeah. So this is really helping us to grow our email list because, of course, if you go and spend any time on our blog, you'll see that it's riddled with places for you to trip and put your email address in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, 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 that's exactly what we're trying to do and <laughs> make people fall over. But, no, I think it's a case of uh, user, but you know, user preference. You know, a lot of people don't like listening to podcasts in general. So it's a good idea to create that in depth content. Yeah. Side effect of that is obviously Google love that a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, unfortunately, you know, we're not at a, a place yet where there's a Google for everything like a google for um podcasts you know that's that's as advanced as google so it's about using what google wants and actually bringing your content and making it more accessible it's not just a case of repurposing it's about what's going to make the biggest difference to what it is that you're trying to accomplish and that's different for every business owner but for you as it is for us it's about how to get more email subscribers and how to build you know an audience of people and you you're essentially using your content in order to pre-qualify these people, you know, they're on the, on the, on the, an article and there's a podcast episode great that they can listen to. They can also read it and they're like, they're reading it and they're like, Oh, wow, I'm right for these people. I'm right. I'm good. I'm feel more than happy to hand over my information in order to, you know, get more content like this. Uh, unfortunately, it's just not as easy unless you actually really create written content. If you're just relying on audio. I love it. I love it. I mean, one of the things we're not talking about here is necessarily saying, Hey, you need to abandon everything you're doing and start a blog. This could, it could be that you might already, as a listener, be someone who is writing a blog and you want to make it more effective. You want to get more visitors using the, the strategies we're going to talk about today. Uh, but also, you might not have a blog right now. You might have something simple or representing a, or a sort of looks a bit like a blog, smells like a blog, but isn't quite a blog yet. Um, but you might be producing video content. You might have a YouTube channel. You might have a podcast. You might have Facebook Lives. What's really nice is... You can take all of those things and embed them onto a blog, which is a piece of web real estate, a piece of property, a piece of stuff on the internet that you actually own. And then you can do what we did, which was we haven't added blogging as a piece of work that we do. We haven't. What we've done is we continue to produce this podcast and then a member of our team comes along takes that episode and turns it into a blog from the same one piece of content. And that's the kind of content repurposing I do like. And we've talked about our controversial views on um, most shoddy repurposing that there is around. But this is a really good way of doing it that's effective. So 
Let's get into some tactical stuff around what we can do, however experienced we are at having a blog right now. We've got a blog. It's on a platform. Tell us about some of the things that we can do to immediately make our blog more effective at, first of all, getting found in the first place. So yeah, I think the the main thing that we recommend people do in terms of getting found from their blog is to very simply answer the questions that people are asking you, um, that your customers are asking you, that your audience is asking you, um, you know, things like how much does it cost or how do I find the right um, marketing coach or how do I find the right, um, you know, SEO agency. Um, you know, it's actually answer the questions that people are asking or people are thinking. Now, sometimes those questions can make us a little bit uncomfortable, um, such as how much does it cost, particularly talking about how much you charge and things like that. But actually being upfront and answering those questions means that one, you're going to get found on Google because people will be searching for those questions. And two, your competitors might not be answering those questions and being upfront about it. Um, so you're more likely to get rankings and traffic that way. And that's probably the simplest sort of very basic way of me putting that strategy in it. And it does really does work. So this sounds like we're effectively going for the people who are right at decision-making phase. They're trying to yes. decide, do I want this car or this car yeah. where I am at the minute? Or they're trying to decide, do I want to hire this coach or this coach? Or do yeah. I need to coach those things? Um, of, of them, that's, that's the kind of questions we're answering. And that's not the stuff that people are typically drawn to go and make. People typically want to go and teach the new tactic or the strategy or the interesting yeah. thing that's happening in the industry. So I think just by doing that and having your ability to stand out yeah. uh, that sort of content again we see huge companies doing it mm. you know huge companies are bidding on other people's keywords with pay, paid uh, ads and they're doing comparison type posts like this yeah. mm-hmm. and it's not something smaller businesses think that they should be doing i guess no exactly and when we first started you know we really really focused on on creating answers to lots of questions about the particular service that we offered and some of them were more decision stage kind of friendly but others were more traffic generation friendly Um, and it's really nice if you can find a balance between the two for instance if you are talking about the cost related article that's something that a lot of people are genuinely interested in um whether whatever stage that they're at we found but actually what Lindsay mentioned a minute ago about the questions that you get asked a lot of the times people try to rely on tools and they try to mimic what these big brands do, places like HubSpot and, and, and big companies like that that are creating these really, really long list-type posts. And when you try to compete with those people, you, you are going to find it more difficult. Whereas when you focus on you know, what your customers are saying, like one of the examples we always refer back to is we had people used to phone us up and say, look, I've had a website built from another company, but it's not ranking on Google. What can we do to, to fix that? Why am I not ranking in Google? Why? Now, if you actually search for using a keyword tool or some sort of you know, uh, software or whatever, it will tell you that not many people search for that. But actually, the way that keyword research works, a lot of people get confused and they think it's all about the data. But actually, our customers came first before the tool. And I think that's a really important thing to remember is that if everybody was saying this to us in various different ways, maybe they're not typing it in in the exact same way online, but that became a really, really high traffic piece of content for us. That yeah, was- so you created a blog post called How to Rank, in, you know, Why You're Not Ranking in Google and How to Fix It, because that was the, the phrase, the exact phraseology that's so many mm-hmm. 
people asked us over and over again. And and yes, it's a very long phrase and probably not something that a keyword research tool, if you put that exact thing in, would would say, oh yeah, loads of people search for this, but actually different variations of it um, meant that we we could rank for it. So yeah, Martin's right. Definitely don't don't rely on a mm-hmm. tool. Do you know tools are great, but your customers are the first point of call for really giving you an indication of what people yeah. are struggling with and having problems with. Okay, mm-hmm. so in a practical sense, how are we gonna come up with the ideas for these? Because it seems to me that okay, I might have a couple of ideas right now as I'm listening to this. I'm thinking, okay, guys, I get this. I, I can I can probably come up with five, maybe maybe I'll stretch myself, maybe 10 ideas of, of, of blog posts or articles or podcast episodes that I could, I could do this about. How do you really go about coming up with the ideas that are going to be effective? What's the process that you guys go through? So the first thing that we always recommend, and we talk about this all the time, is keep a, a very you know clean notebook next to your computer, next to your phone, so that every single time you you know you have any kind of communication with a client, it goes in this content book, and that's all it is. It's just for content ideas, you know, from the emails you can get and the confusions that people have from whatever it is. There's always a content opportunity. There really, really is. It might not always be the best idea, but you you start to train your brain to think content opportunities are everywhere. And mm-hmm. if you're trying to look, you know, if your only job one day was to look at all of the communication that you've had over the past week or or year with the with a client, depending on how many communication uh, sort of things you have, you know, you could come up with a hell of a lot of ideas, and you'll find that when you look at your blog and you're like, oh my God, why am I answering all these questions over DM? Why am I answering all these questions over phone calls? Why am I in these sales calls with people that last an hour, two hours, trying to get people to, to buy from me? And I'm just asking basic questions where my content could actually answer those questions. So it becomes a more it sort of a, a proficient, yeah, yeah, it becomes a habit and it makes things faster, quicker. Like how you guys recommend in terms of coming up with story ideas, you know, every day for your email marketing, it's kind of the same with, with blog content, you know, the the more that you're kind of aware of it um, and looking out for ideas, the, the more ideas you'll get. Even being in things like Facebook, but we got so many ideas from Facebook groups, a part of lots of business communities and, and Facebook groups where when we were web designers, people would ask questions all the time when they were stuck on their websites. And those we just took as content ideas. Um, there's there's so many um, when you start looking, it's just being very conscious of it and you know, writing it down and making sure you, you keep a, a record of it because then you'll just, you'll grow really, really quickly and it'll be really easy to, to do. Yeah, plus we have a ton of tools to help if that's the easiest yes. way. If you like tools and resources and ideas to start with, then, you know, that we've got a ton of those as well. But, answer the public or yeah. Quora, even Quora, those are both mm-hmm. both free um, free tools that you can use. You know, if you put into Quora, for example, if you're a book editor and you're thinking, what do people uh, want to know about book editing? What can I write content about? Just whack the, the keyword book editor into Quora and you'll have so many people asking questions about you know book editing and and the process and how much it costs and all those kind of things that'll give you a ton tons of ideas generally when people start this they they get stuck with the ideas but once 
then they get overwhelmed <laughs> with ideas. It's like, I've got no ideas. Now I've got 10,000. So thanks for that. And um, that's really helpful. Yeah, summary. <laughs> I think this is the, the interesting bit is once somebody's got an idea and now that I now know the next bit they're going to struggle with is a, I'm not a good writer. I can't write. Um, imagine assuming they want to do it themselves at first, at least to get it going. And secondly, and now I've got to figure out this SEO thing because there's keywords and there's a million different WordPress plugins that will like do your SEO for you, so to speak, uh, or that's what they claim to do. And now people will try and figure out, well, now, now what do I do? So how do we start to get this to a point where we can take this idea and turn it into something that is, is pleasant to read, but B also achieves the end result of getting ranked on, on search. Yeah. Well, one of the big mistakes that people make is, I mean, take Lindsay and I, for, for instance, I'm not a great writer. I failed English twice, <laughs> you know, um, that's, uh, Lindsay, quite, that's quite an achievement to fail it twice. Yeah, though. That's good. Well done. I, I think you should, we should put that on our website. We should. <laughs> yes. But that and, 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 and Lindsay, um, you have dyslexia, yes, you know, yeah. so, so there's, there's multiple reasons that we shouldn't be writing content, but actually I found the, the reason I, I picked it up when I eventually really, really focused on it is because I just try to be as direct as possible. I don't try to be overly fluffy with the writing. I'm just yeah. like, let's let me explain the exact steps to somebody that doesn't know anything about this process. I'm not going to try to be clever with the words that I use because I'm not very good at this. And I'm just going to give people the direct information. I got my head down every single week. I produced a piece of content once a week. And then by the end of it, I've realized that the, the blog posts were a lot longer than I initially expected them to be. You know, when you go all in on answering a particular question, you know, if you were on a coaching call with somebody and someone says, why am I not ranking on Google and how can I fix it? And I was to give them all of that information put that on a blog post. Mm -hmm. There is this thing where people try to be, you know, oh, it's a little bit of information, but then you have to hire me for the rest. And I think if you can get rid of that mindset completely and understand that there's no shortage of information on the internet, if you can be that person, if you can be the hub of that knowledge and you can go all in with nothing held back, people will pay you for implementation. They'll pay you for extra services just because of how helpful you've been for free. Um, so that's something that we've found, you know, if I just know I, I hold nothing back and I'd be as direct and as unfluffy as possible, I know people are going to find it helpful. Yeah. And people don't care. I mean, they don't, if you're answering a question, if someone's really struggling with something and like, I'm, I'm just totally stuck. They're not, they're not expecting Shakespeare. Yeah. Here. Um, you know, they don't, they don't care that, you know, maybe you're not being overly clever in your writing and things like that. They're not bothered. The fact is that you've really helped them and they'll remember that you've helped them um, and that's the the most important thing not how clever or you mm -hmm. know beautiful your writing is yeah and it just so happens that what's good for users generally and if you are very clean and direct and you bullet things and you make it mm -hmm. as easy as possible to uh, to explain then Google won that as well. And I was like, oh, they want the exact same thing. Who'd yeah. have known, you know, the people that, you know, uh, creating algorithms on Google mm -hmm. actually want to provide the best result to their user. You know, which shouldn't be a surprise because that's their, that's their only job. Yeah. Um, but when you focus on delivering exceptional value to a, to a, a reader and Google will be like, oh, wow, people are sticking around on this blog. We can see that they are. People are reading it. People are clicking through to other pages. Let's rank them highly. You know, yeah. now it's a very simplified way to explain how Google works because mm -hmm. there are lots of other factors. But 
it works and it yeah. works in a very competitive niche like what we have which is online marketing and SEO you know we're able to rank on the first page for loads of keywords and um you know our website hasn't been around for 20 years you know it's 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 still relatively new in the grand scheme of things yeah. but it works and just think about what your what your users want um, and as Martin said they're exactly the same as what Google wants so if you want to land on a blog and learn something um you probably want to see lots of plenty of white space on the page things with lots of clear headings lots of bullet points what you don't want is you're looking at you know war and peace in front of you and um, nobody wants that and and just using these simple things um jargon free language those kind of things very direct very clear um if you're not a confident writer that's more than enough um to one create a, an amazing blog post that's helpful and that people will value and two will rank rank on search engines I love it. I love it. And I think you're right with that whole, the people don't, are not expecting Shakespeare. It's such a good point because they're actually looking for solutions. And actually that could put you off. Like how many times have you got to a blog post where you've been trying to figure out how to do something, probably something technical. And it's like, well, the best thing about blah, and you're like, I just scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll, get to the point. You Where's see the our thing? recipes, don't you? You're like, oh. I want a recipe for this. And it was like, I was born in 1982. <laughs> and I was like, I, like, I don't I care. Don't care. <laughs> how, how much pepper is in the chicken? How much pepper? <laughs> That's that's all we care about, isn't it? So <laughs> when this becomes a habit, for it to be an effective way of bringing traffic to your website to get people to join your email list, how often do we need to be producing the, these pieces of content? Does it have to be every week? Does it have to be multiple times a week these days? Does it have to be once a month? Like, what? Can you give us some indication as to how often this needs to be to actually be effective? Yeah, so there are people out there that say a minimum of two times a week is the ideal situation. Um, but we didn't do that. And we increased our traffic by 10 times within the space of 12 months. So you can get very specific, fantastic results if you are you know, specific about the actions that you take. So on average, I think we wrote once every two weeks for the first 12 months when we really started this back in 2017. Once every two weeks, but... The, the articles were generally longer because we wanted to give that value. So you can get away with not doing it as frequently if you just make sure that there's more effort going into the content that you do yeah. create. It's better to, you know, uh, prioritize quality over quantity, definitely, uh, when it comes to, to blog posts. Um, but yes, I think I think it's, it's so difficult to kind of, um, you know, say that you should do it a set amount of times a week because it really, it really does depend on, on so many different factors. But if you commit to say doing it once every two weeks, you will see results. And it's just not possible for you not to see results. Mm -hmm. If you're doing that, you know, um, that, that, and that level of frequency yeah. and it still gives a lot of value. So. And I think that's about anything, isn't it? Like, you, you know, if you record 50 episodes of a podcast, someone's going to love it. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to see some results. Mm -hmm. If you record, you know, if you send 50 emails, you're going to see results. And I think if you can commit to just doing one thing and do it well, mm -hmm. then, you know, it's, uh, you've got more chance than, than not. I will say that I know we've touched upon it as well, but the fact that a lot of people think that they just have to create a blog post and that's it. But for, for me, when I create a blog post that then out of every single blog post, I have five or six LinkedIn posts and I usually can take, I usually can create four to eight Instagram graphics out of it. So if you're then thinking I've got to do blog posts on top of my social media, you know, actually no, just combine the two. <laughs> Hardly anything I post on social media is original content. I always just pull it from blog posts and you, you can see at some blog posts, you can take little bits out of it and just make them 
turn into social media posts. Um, so don't just think it's like a one or an, another type of thing. Just kind of be be clever and how you do. Yeah, that. and that's the that's the problem that I think a lot of listeners might be thinking is that how can I juggle this with the Facebook group that yeah. I'm trying to promote at the minute, or how can I do, do this, this with well, LinkedIn? LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah. But the the, the biggest difference that we find with blog content is that it's yours. It's on your home base. You know, your website is what you own. That's your, you know, intellectual property. That's yes. your baby. So when we think about promotion, we think about getting as many people as we can back to the content, back to the website, back to our email list. Because as soon as you've got that, everything else becomes not less important, but secondary. If you can make sure that your home is built properly and the foundations are right and the content and everything's really, really working well and you're happy with it, then everything else becomes easier. But there's a goal, which is I'm not just promoting my brand. I'm actually promoting this blog article that sits on my website where people can sign up to my email list. And then everything becomes, you know, I'm a, a very simple kind of guy. And for me, that works well, knowing that if I just create the content, and pull people back to it, then it's going to impact my business the way that I want it to. But when you put it side by side, I'm going to, you know, grow this Facebook group, or I'm going to launch this separate business, I'm going to do this, and there's just so much to do. There is, but that's why I personally need a very clean process, which is I blog, I get the email subscribers, and I use everything else in order to do that. I love this so much, and I would recommend everybody take this into it. And you know what? If you'd said to me three years ago, right, Robin Kennedy, what you need to do is start a blog. <laughs> well, I would have said no. I wouldn't have said no, it me, in those You wouldn't words, have said no. I, I, would have, I would have said no or words to that effect. That's what I'll say. Um, and so... Um, uh, but because we just took our podcast we were recording anyway and in a, actually in a different business i've done the same thing with the youtube video so whatever your like core piece of content that you make in any way is and then i think your idea of taking it and then saying well that's going to be the basis of these linkedin posts or into instagram posts or facebook group stuff like all of that work so well together from what is ultimately just recording a podcast every week or just recording a youtube channel every week and of course once you've got the systems in place you can get somebody else to actually do the work and and learn how to turn that stuff into other content and let's remember that i saw an updated stat the other day 43 percent of the internet is now powered by wordpress so like the chances of you having a blog that isn't functioning as a blog right now but it has a blog in it yeah is that that removes so much resistance from all of this chances are you listening to this there's a really decent chance that somewhere within your control you've got a wordpress installation right and therefore with two or three clicks you can have a first blog post up and running um if you just take this and do it and, and again if, if we had to sit down and write a blog post i can tell you we wouldn't do it in fact we tried we did try do you remember when we used to do that we used to be like oh it's rob's week to do a blog post i love that week when it was my <laughs> week to write the blog post rob like that week Exactly. So this is so powerful. Really cool. I love it. It's time for this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. All right, guys, hit us with your subject line of the week. Uh, So this subject line is an interesting one, and I actually didn't understand why this did so well it's called uh, how is jammy changing our business name is jammy mm-hmm. um and it did incredibly well uh, lots of i think the click through it was like over 10 percent um but i don't know why <laughs> it's really interesting i think she does pack. i think she does yeah to be modest yeah. i think it, it works because people care you know people care about your business and they care about the changes that you make and people have always really been interested in that you know when we um, announce business changes you know people are always really really interested mm-hmm. and we always get more live yeah, views true. and things like that so that's probably why it works mm-hmm. so well 
Yeah, it's yeah. really good, and yeah, anyone can use that. You know, how is this changing? It could be the program name. It could be, it could be your angle to for your next thing. How some how yeah. your business name is changing. It could be another promotion. Anyone can use that. Absolutely, no. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. This has been so good. Like for anybody who's in the past been like, I'm a bit scared of SEO. I think just getting into that mindset of what are our customers and potential customers asking. Starting there, then maybe picking up some technical stuff as well. And maybe just use this as an extension to something you're already doing is amazing. If people want to find out more about you, more of the stuff that you do about SEO, content, all that wonderful stuff, what should we do? Excuse me, what should we be doing? Where should we be going? Just head over to jammydigital.com. That's where everything is, all our resources, every silly idea that we get for creating a new resource or a new piece of content, it goes on Jammy Digital. So can't go far wrong. Absolutely love amazing. it. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been wicked. Great. We'll yeah. see you all well, next week. <laughs> Absolutely. Make sure you definitely go and check out that link uh, for all the jammy digital loveliness. And we'll see you all next week. Make sure you hit subscribe on your podcast player so you don't miss next week's episode. And we'll see you then. Cheers.